Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Thank you so much for joining me. This is the podcast, The Endurance of Labor Laws. I'm your lovely host, Leslie Sullivan. Today's episode 259, and today we're going to take a look at what is called construction waste. And you're probably thinking, why are we taking a look at this? Well, the reason why we're talking about this is, first of all, construction waste it provides a lot of jobs. If you think about, it. and this affects workers' rights. Also, this affects our work environments, meaning our health and our safety and things of that nature. But before we dive in, I want to give a big shout out to our listeners because, as usual, you guys are awesome. So, a big shout out to Virginia, Oklahoma, California, New York, Texas, Pennsylvania, British Columbia, Florida, Illinois, Oregon, Georgia, West Virginia, Indiana, New Jersey, Massachusetts, Ohio, Minnesota, Alabama, Washington, Nebraska, Arizona. Utah, Colorado, District of Columbia, also known as DC, let's drain the swamp. Next up, let's see a big shout out to Mississippi, Kansas, Tennessee, Rhode Island, Louisiana, North Carolina, Nevada, Maryland, New Mexico, Michigan, Iowa, New Hampshire, Alberta, Ontario, New Brunswick, Wisconsin, Connecticut, Manitoba, Hawaii, Newfoundland and Labrador. In terms of countries, the United States, Singapore, Canada, the Russian Federation, the United Kingdom, Australia, the Netherlands, India, Niger, Slovakia, South Africa, Japan, Denmark, Uzbekistan, the Federated States of Micronesia, the Philippines, Bangladesh and Hong Kong. Good to see all of you. Okay. So, a little bit of housekeeping here. Uh we are doing a subscription service, so if you would like to subscribe, go ahead and click on that link that is in the description and when you subscribe, you will get full access to all of our episodes here as well as on our YouTube channel. We do have all the episodes listed here. We were kind of reformulating some things. So we thought, well, let's go ahead and put the episodes back up that we have and we're going to have additional material as well, but if you want to hear more episodes and the full episodes and other materials as well, do subscribe and you'll get full access. So that's a really good thing there. Also, we do want to give a big shout out to all those that we have sent out invites to for interviews and things of that nature. So, we are lining up different interviews and that's a really good thing. So, we are going to be rolling those episodes out here soon. So, we're doing a lot of formatting. So, just FYI, this podcast is it's moving forward. It's going great, but there are going to be some transitions here. So, you're going to see some changes. So, if ever you see episodes are not there or they're hidden, Usually we have to go back and and reformulate or sometimes redo them or sometimes re-edit them, you know, repost them, whatever the case may be. But it needs to say this podcast is here to stay. We are making sure that we have everything available to you as much as possible. And again, if you want to subscribe and be a part of the Endurance of Labor Laws group and you know this wonderful podcast, do subscribe. We love you guys very much. and it is growing and in fact if anything this podcast is greatly growing overseas i'm very surprised to see that but when i see the stats on that i notice that there's so many countries over there they are longing for freedom they are longing for workers rights because they're sick and tired of tyrannical governments they're sick and tired of socialism they're sick and tired of fascism and they're sick and tired of communism and marxism They want true freedom, which you can only have true freedom in a democracy and capitalism. You know, those those two things go hand in hand because if you don't have those two things, you don't have real freedom. So needless to say, I I am so blessed and so amazed that so many people overseas, especially in the Middle East, they are listening into this show. So needless to say, if you value life, liberty and the pursuit of happiness and you love to, you know, 
go for freedom and to fight for freedom, then this is your show. This is your go-to show because we talk about a lot of different things and how to have workers' rights and how to fight for those workers' rights. And it's really interesting because th- there are different types of battles. And most of the battles that we talk about in this show are non-violent, meaning we're not waging a war, we're not rolling out tanks. You know, you know, most of the battlefield, I would say, is in your mind. Because you have to control your mind, your will, and your emotions, especially when you're fighting for your liberty and you're fighting for your freedom. Because you you have to remain calm, and that is very difficult sometimes, even during a war. Like for example, with Ukraine and Russia. I mean, it's just I never thought that there would just actually be a war between them. I just thought Russia would eventually take them over again because, you know, the Ukraine, they never really left the Soviet bloc. So they've kind of always been a part of it. So it's not like it's really anything different. But I mean, I'm just kind of surprised at some of the things that have taken place. And FYI, if you hear some stuff in the background, that would be the landscapers that decide to show up basically just as we were starting to film this episode for this podcast. So just if you hear a lawnmower it's not me it's somebody else so fyb aware of that oh and another thing I want to do a little more housekeeping i could totally tell that you guys did not like hearing about sag after and that strike so um here's the thing in regards to that strike number 1 it's a labor union number 2 i i was not a fan of it when i first researched it because it's very liberal very democrat um Number 3, they are striking for the right reason. I number 4, I don't like everything that they have said. They brought up Wall Street in one little clip or something and I'm like, "You know what? You can't really fight for workers' rights and for more pay if you're just in Wall Street." Like it just doesn't work that way. Like if you want money, just say you want more money. Just say you want, you know, workers' rights or equal pay or whatever the case may be, but you can't shame and blame Wall Street when that's really part of our economy and part of our currency and if we did not have Wall Street, then a lot of people would not have jobs because if you don't have Wall Street then we don't have a stock market. So just FYI be aware of that. But what SAG-AFTRA is doing in regards to AI and streaming services, I completely agree with them on this because they're you know basically their union members and even non-union members actually uh their talent is being stolen from them and they're not being paid their wages. You know, that goes against quite a few laws here in the United States. I mean, that breaks laws at a state and federal level. So that's nothing to sneeze at, but I could tell you guys didn't like it, but it's like, well, here in this show we say it like it is, we post it. If you like it, great. If not, we move on to the next thing like like we usually do. And so, um, needs to say there are other episodes that we had up, but we deleted them because it wasn't really I don't know, I just kind of felt like it wasn't consistent with what I guess what we originally wanted to do with this show. So I thought, well, yes, we are doing a subscription service, but we're also doing this podcast service as well. And, you know, it's one of those things like when you grow, there are growing pains. So that's basically what our podcast is going through right now. We're basically going through some growing pains. So hang in there with us. You know, we will get through this and we will continue to post episodes as we go along. And just FYI, the summer months are a little squirrely. Um sometimes we see a lot of viewers and listeners and sometimes we don't and then other times we need to take a break because we had a lot of we have a lot of things to reformat and things of that nature and if ever you have any questions or concerns reach out to us there should be a contact me box uh you know kind of like a message box 
And you can always reach out to us anytime with any questions. Or if you want to be on the show, reach out. We will definitely uh, book you for an interview. I think that, that would be really cool. So if you want to be on the show, by all means, call us, let us know, kind of like, or message us and let us know what, what your intentions are. And also what you like or don't like about the show. You know, let me put it this way. You don't have to like my show to be on it. <laughs> that may sound strange, but, you know, I'm all for hearing other people's opinions and hearing their thoughts, their words, and And understanding where other people are coming from. And just because, I, just because I listen to someone, that doesn't mean I agree with them. But also doesn't mean that I disagree with them. You know what I mean? It's just kind of one of those things. Like sometimes you don't know who someone is until you actually communicate with them. Like you really get to know them. So do for sure. Hang in there. Stay with us. You know, we're going to make it through. And this has just kind of been a funky summer um, with reformatting the show. Moving to a subscription service. Again, we will still have... These episodes here on this podcast here, but we're also having a subscription service on, on top of that as well. So, again, if you want to subscribe, that's great. It is a monthly subscription. You can sign up anytime. You can also cancel at any time. So we do have that available to you. So you're not locked in for like a year at a time. It's just a month-to-month basis. You can cancel anytime. You can also sign up anytime. And also just let us know what you think about the show. We love to hear from you guys. We love your feedback. And I just think it's a wonderful thing. Um, but, it's, but in today's podcast, we're going to talk about construction waste. And again, you might be thinking, what does construction waste have to do with the endurance of labor laws? Quite a bit, actually. Because the construction world, just think about how many people work in construction. And most construction jobs are done by men. So if you're a man-hater, this would be a very interesting episode for you to listen to. Now, here's the thing. I don't like everything that a man does. I like a lot of things that they do. But when it comes to really difficult work, especially very laborious and very tiring, and you've got to have body mass and you have muscles and you've got to be really fit, construction jobs predominantly are done by men. Because I don't know very many women that work in the construction field or in that industry. I've met, I've met a welder and then I'm trying to think what else. There's a woman I met years ago who was real butch. She was kind of creepy, but she was real butch. She was a truck driver. I mean, you had to be tough to be a truck driver back in the day. These days, I've kind of seen some more, I don't mean this negatively, but I've seen some more kind of sissy kind of people. And I don't know how some of these sissy kind of people make it at a truck stop. I mean, truck stops, at least here in Oklahoma, are very rough. Um, they're usually drug-infested, prostitute-infested, and... Um, You know, it's, it's a really rough world. You know, truck driving industry and truck drivers, there is an undercurrent to that. And it has its own underworld, I would say. And that's just kind of how it is. So there was one time I was looking into truck driving. I just wanted to see, like, you know, what are the stats and how do you, how do you become one? And I was shocked at how hard it is to become a truck driver and just what all you have to do to become one and to stay one And what kind of certification you have to have. And just so many things that go into it to have that kind of permit. And it, it, it is intensive training. Oh, it's also thousands of dollars to do that training. It's very expensive. So people that are truck drivers, those people went through a lot to become a truck driver. So just FYI, be aware of that. But again, today we're talking about construction waste. And basically construction waste, it's waste or debris From any part of the construction process. And the EPA defines it as, let's see here, construction and demolition materials 
as debris generated during the construction, renovation, and demolition of buildings, roads, and bridges. Now, here's the thing. Here in Oklahoma, for some stupid reason, we can't build roads and bridges very well because we keep replacing them every two or three years, whereas over in Europe, they don't keep rebuilding that stuff. Like a lot of their roads and bridges, they've been there since before World War II, and during World War II, tanks drove over their bridges. I mean, it was impressive. It was just amazing. So maybe... Oklahoma could uh, get some information from Europe and figure out how to build roads and bridges and not have to keep rebuilding them. And the same thing for Texas. Yeah, every time I drive through Texas, they've got some new funky ramp or some new way of driving on the road. I'm just like, why can't you keep it simple, Texas? I mean, it's just ridiculous. It's so complicated. They've got loops going everywhere. And here's the thing. It has not helped with congestion. It has made it worse. It, is, it, is, it has put more people on the road but at the same spot. It has not helped alleviate traffic whatsoever. So needs to say, when I lived in Texas for a job, this was several years ago, I was always kind of scared I was going to run out of fuel because you never know when you're going to you know, hit bumper-bumper traffic or when there's going to be a wreck, and they don't have gas stations off of every exit. It's ridiculous. And I drove a truck at that time. I loved my truck. It's one of my favorite vehicles. But here's the thing, though. You never knew what time you're going to get home. Like, I would always get off work between 5 and 6. Sometimes I didn't get home till 8 o'clock or 9 o'clock at night because of stupid traffic. It's like I could never make plans. I never really got to cook dinner. I mean, it was just insane. It was intense, and it was ridiculous. I mean, the, the driving and the traffic in Texas is so intense. Here in Oklahoma, I never realized how laid back we are compared to all that. We are definitely laid back. I'm like, you know, I never thought I'd be grateful for how Oklahomans drive. I never thought that until I lived someplace else. And then you realize how good you had it, you know, kind of thing. But anyway, um, it says here, construction and demolition materials are created during the process of creating a new building or structure or when renovating or demolishing an existing structure. What that reminds me of, I've talked about this in times past, was during the 1960s here in Oklahoma, they had what was called urban renewal And that was the government's uh, stupid, harebrained idea, excuse to demolish all these beautiful Art Deco buildings, or sorry, Art Deco buildings, and build these hideous, modern, just absolutely ugly buildings that have not stood the test of time. And so now, all of the Art Deco buildings that actually survived that horrible time span in Oklahoma City, um, now they are considered considered. I can't even say they're considered historical sites. And um, I just think it's funny that they're just now considering these places historical when they were already historical back in 1960 and during that time frame because by the 1960s, a lot of these buildings would have been 20 to 40 years old. It's just like, wow, so it really matters who you put in charge of what committee because if someone does not you know, love or appreciate art, They're going to waste your money. And you know, this really wasted a lot of tax dollars. It wasted so much in terms of our landfills. Because whenever you are demolishing something, that debris has to go somewhere. It has to, it has to be disposed of properly. And so you're just hoping and praying, okay, how are they going to dispose of that properly? And hopefully they pick the right company to do so. But it says here, these materials are usually heavy materials in large volumes in modern construction such as concrete, steel, wood, asphalt, and gypsum. So 
they do have different ways of disposing of that and so typically what they try and do today i don't know how much they did this way back in the day but typically today they try and have it so that they recycle as much of the of the debris as possible and i think that's a really good thing to do here's the thing though recycling is not as great as you think it is it it can actually be very expensive it may not always be doable So here's the thing though one of the biggest differences between the United States and Europe is just this idea of um not using natural resources at all and just recycling like crazy even if it means going in the hole like financially like over in Europe I think it's like in Denmark or somewhere they have a ridiculous rate of not allowing people to build stuff and they have to recycle and it's just ridiculous like they have these things that they put in place where you basically have to get a permit and you have to prove that your building is worth building basically like it's not just hey i'm going to build a building i need a permit i need a sorry i just lost the cap to my pen um it's not just a matter of getting a permit and saying hey i'm building a building i'm moving my hq i need to make sure i have the right permits and inspectors no like basically now over in europe especially denmark and the uk they have it so that when you're getting a permit it's not just so that you have a permit so you can build it's so that you have passed the process and you and you've basically gone before a board so to speak a committee and you have to prove that your building and what you want to build is worthy and that it it is environmentally worthy to build so over in europe one of the reasons why they have way less demolition waste is because they don't allow you to build <laughs> so this is why there's not very much construction over in europe it's not because they don't want to It's because the powers that be are environmentally crazy and they will not allow people to build over there like they do over here in the United States. And also they have a landfill tax. I don't know if you're aware of this. I learned this from this article. I'm trying to I think it's under waste management fees. Um it says, well that's that's different. Hold on. Let me find It's a little different. So waste management fees under the polluter pays principle It says can help mitigate levels of construction waste. Actually it doesn't. Here's what happens. Whenever you start tacking on these fees, you know those fees are being paid by you and me. Basically the consumer and the citizens, like whoever uses that building and whoever buys that product from that um employer or whatever or that business, we are paying that fee. So it's not actually a good thing. Um another thing, see, da 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 In the EU it says there's now a significant emphasis on recycling building materials and adopting a cradle to grave ideology when it comes to building uh, when it comes to building design, construction and demolition. So basically if if some countries in the EU don't really like your building design and they don't think that it's environmentally sound or whatever, they can deny you access to building anything and they will deny you via permit. So it's it's kind of it's almost like urban renewal but in a very aggressive manner because urban renewal it it was one of those things here in the 1960s where it was kind of like basically the big to do. It's like, well, we we want to renew our land and we want to renew our buildings and you know, if you care about the environment, if you care about buildings and if you care about your city, your town, you will go along with this. It's like that makes absolutely no sense. Well, it's the exact same thing here. And so now in Europe, if you want to build something, you know, depending on what country you live in and what area you live in, you have to go before a board. 
and they decide whether or not your building is worthy to be built. That is insane. That is absolutely insane because these are people that they're not even paying for the cost of building it. They're not even paying for materials, they're not paying for the permit. And here they are trying to tell you what to do with your building for your place of business. You know, again, this is why so many things do not get built in Europe. It just it's so weird because back in the day they built a lot of things. I mean, take a look at all the castles and all the architecture from way back in the day. What if some stupid building committee had been around in the Renaissance and had said, "Oh, well, if it's not environmentally sound or if we don't think it's environmentally necessary, you can't build it." We wouldn't have any cathedrals. We we wouldn't have um any beautiful office buildings. We wouldn't have any of this architecture. None of it. Absolutely none of it. This is what happens when you have big government. So just because the EU claims to have you know or claims to be a way less of a polluter, that doesn't mean that they're great. If anything, that is that's not a a banner that they can fly above their name or their country because here's the thing, they may be trying to push the agenda of oh we are we are envir- environmentally sound and, you know we we believe in earth day like to the extreme here's the thing they're punishing people for owning and operating a business i'm not saying that you know you can't rebuild a building or that you know sometimes people pollute or whatever but i'm saying that you have to do things the right way and there's so many different types of debris that are recyclable but another downside to this in the eu is they have it where Basically you have to try and make it so that you have a high rate of re- of things that are recycled. So for example here it says Denmark supposedly this is what this says. Denmark successfully cut its landfill use by 80%, reaching a recycling rate over 60%. Here's the thing, well here's the thing. I'm trying to think of the best way to say this because this kind of takes me back so I apologize for for repeating myself here. How do you reduce landfill usage by 80%? Like think about all the things that go in the trash that you cannot ever recycle. And some things are really gross. And then they say they have a recycling rate of over 60%. Well, do you want to know why that is? It's because they charge a fee. They charge people to use basic utilities. Now here in the United States, we don't have a national landfill tax or fee. You know, we we pay the city to pick up our trash, and the city, you know, when we pay that fee, it pays for the city to own and operate a landfill and dispose of things properly. But over in Denmark and Europe, there are so many things that are not bought or sold over there because they have no way of disposing of it. Like there are so many goods and services that are not available in Europe because of this. It's because their government blocks it and prevents it. Like this is why, like for example, it says. Taxing landfills has been most effective. Yeah, right. In Belgium, Denmark, and Austria. Think about those three countries. Have you ever heard of them having a strong currency? Have you ever heard of them inventing something new or having um, super wealth? No. I would say that Belgium and Austria are very beautiful, but only because of architecture that was built well over a hundred years ago. Denmark, not so much, but Belgium and Austria. A lot of their beautiful buildings and roads—they were built long before they had this strict le- uh, legislation about landfills and buildings. They knew how to get rid of garbage and trash way back in the day, but all of a sudden, because the EU is a little nutty and a little progressive, now it's like they, they care more about how they look as opposed to doing what's right. 
And here's the thing, they care more about, oh, you know, we we have dropped uh, landfill usage by 80% and we have increased recycling by 60%. Well, here's the thing. What do the citizens actually have access to that almost, you know, that high of a rate supposedly, if that is true, 60%? Like do you want to buy a whole bunch of stuff that's been used by other people all the time? I mean think about that like 60% recycling rate. How do you clean that stuff? I mean I'm not against recycling, I'm for it, but here's another thing. Did you know that recycling is very expensive? It is not cheap. And that's one reason why so many countries and areas do not participate in like full bore recycling. It's because it's not financially possible or feasible it's ridiculous it's just pouring your money down a rat hole so even though you may really care to recycle there's some things you can never recycle like nuclear toxic waste VOCs which are volatile organic compounds you know sanitary napkins tampons uh, condoms um you know oily rags i mean just think about all this stuff that you can never recycle or or how about this medical waste what about needles syringes iv bags um soiled hospital beds like all this stuff i mean just think about it. so if they have a, a recycling rate of 60% how are they able to achieve that like just think about that like that grosses me out like whenever i go to buy something i for the most part i don't want something that's been recycled i did way back in the day like when i was younger i'm not old i'm 39 but back when i was a teeny bopper i was like yeah we should totally recycle yeah that'd be great And then you realize, wait a second. Um recycling is very expensive and it actually raises the cost of goods. And the goods that you're buying are more expensive than brand new goods that have never been used. And the goods that you're purchasing that are recycled, it 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 can be gross and it's not as good as as the original. It just isn't. But again, I'm all for recycling, but it needs to be doable, it needs to be uh feasible, and it needs to be fiscally sound. I mean, is it is it financially possible is it financially doable see here's the thing these very socialistic countries they do not understand currency they do not understand how much something costs i mean just think about belgium denmark and austria they are not known for for democracy they are not known for capitalism they are not known for freedom they are not known for modern medicine they are known for socialism they are known for being a little different oh and they're also not known for their high marriage rates especially Denmark. You know what's interesting is the more progressive a country gets, the less conservative it is, the less holy it is, and the more their people don't go to church, the more their people become atheist, and the more they think that government is basically their god and that government has all the answers. It's like, well, if you think government has all the answers, gee, you're basically telling your government, "Oh, take my money." and all for the sake of recycling all for the sake of these social welfare programs that we know don't work they just don't work they are ridiculous and it's just a drain on our system so needs to say i am not for any of these landfill taxes or fees that are taking place in other countries because it it punishes the people here's the thing whenever you put a tax on something that you have to use anyway you're just punishing yourself i mean it doesn't make any sense I just feel people wake up and smell the roses. Oh my goodness, wake up people. Like stop just trying to be a do-gooder and say, "Oh, well, I care about the these issues and social justice and raw 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 kind of thing." 
Really? Like, are you just trying to get a feather in your cap? I mean, think about it. Also, how are you going to determine who's in charge of these new taxes and fees, like on landfills and things like that? And also, how are they determining those fees? There's really no rhyme or reason. That's the thing. The more you put your government in charge of everyday things and everyday supplies and just utilities, the worse it gets. I mean, think about, you know, there's so many countries that are socialist that their government is in charge of their fuel. Like for example, in Italy, I've said this before when my mother and I were in Italy, there's actually a strike. There were like two or three strikes that were going on. And one of them was a fuel strike, another one uh, was educational strike, and I can't remember the third one. But the fuel strike, I was shocked by this. Their government over in Italy is in charge of the cost of fuel. And guess what the government did? They raised the cost of fuel because they they're claiming, "Oh, we care about the environment, so we're going to raise the cost of fuel." Well, guess what? Italians were having a hard time getting to and from work because of the cost of fuel. Even for their scooters that they ride everywhere. And here's the thing, Even if you don't own a car or let's say you have a scooter or a moped or a motorcycle or whatever the case may be, even if it uses less fuel, let's say, you know, you don't own a vehicle at all, you still have to take public transportation. Guess what? The cost of your ticket just went up drastically because your stupid government that you put in power raised the price of fuel. So here's the thing, if you think government is uh, a charity shop, you're so wrong. So wrong. The only reason why a government wants to take over something especially like fuel is so that it can suck you dry of your money and basically make a whole bunch of money off of something that you have no choice but to buy and purchase because you need it. So for all those that are against capitalism, here's the thing, capitalism is a whole lot better and a whole lot more ethical than socialism, marxism or communism and it is a whole lot better and way better regulate and there's way more honesty in capitalism as opposed to a government that controls your fuel supplies and controls the cost of fuel. We have a little bit of that happening here in the United States with all the different fuel tax. Like, you know, whenever, you know, let's say for example, you're filling up your car and it's $3.50 a gallon. Did you know that a lot of that is tax? A lot of it is tax, but it doesn't tell you it's tax. And also, when you're seeing that amount like $3.50 a gallon, it's not bring, it's not breaking it down for you on the receipt of what each individual tax is and how much it is and what that tax actually is paying for. We've just gotten so used to paying, oh, they say it costs this much, so so we should pay this. Here's the thing, the government, our government here in the United States has been taxing fuel for years making millions if not billions of dollars or probably trillions of dollars off of the very fuel that we need that you and I need to get to and from work or to and from the hospital. You call that a just government? That is corruption, folks. So if you think the government is not in charge of our fuel, woo! Wow. Think about folks, if you vote for Biden, you are a moron and an idiot and I say that respectfully, but you know, here's the thing. The Biden administration, they have done everything they can to make it so that fuel is not readily available to citizens. That's why you're paying so much more and then they have sabotaged our fuel lines here. Like we were actually supposed to have a pipeline that's supposed to be built, I think from Canada or something to the United States. It's ridiculous. Like I remember when fuel was under a dollar per gallon. I remember being able to fill up my car with a $20 bill. and actually have some money left over like I could buy an icy or a stickers bar or whatever 
you know, those days, you know, they should not be long gone. We need to vote in the right kind of people that actually care about our society. And I don't think the Biden administration or Democrats right now, I don't think they really care about our society or our welfare or our well-being. I just I just don't think they do because I don't see it. Because I think if you actually care about your citizens and you actually care about the people, then then you will let them know, "Hey, this is what these taxes are paying for." Like you will be open and honest. The Biden administration, oh my goodness, they are not open and honest about hardly anything. Even the media is getting frustrated with them. Even even very liberal or progressive journalists are getting irritated with them. Even reporters are not being uh sicky sweet to the White House anymore. <laughs> At least the footage I've seen. I'm like, "Woo! You know it must be bad if these liberal journalists and reporters are getting pissy with the White House and we have a Democrat in office right now." So it's kind of like, "Hmm. Well, I hope people more I hope more and more people wake up to the craziness of of what is going on here." So, you know, you just think about how much you're paying in your utility bills. whether it's electricity, water, trash, sewer, gas, whatever. Here's the thing, whenever you get that bill and you need to look at your bills, most of the time it tells you what you're what you're paying and, and what the what the rate is, any taxes, any fees. Here's the thing, whenever you you are at the fuel pump and you're filling up your vehicle, you're not told at all what those taxes include. And I'm going to make a note that we need to go over gas taxes. Because I think more people need to be aware of this. And I think we've talked about this in times past, but we've never had and an a a a specific episode geared towards this and I think we need to have that for sure. Um but I will go ahead and end it there for today. Uh but as usual till next time I pray that you're happy, healthy and whole, that you have a wonderful day and a wonderful week and do subscribe, check us out and you will enjoy it. Bye-bye.
Still home.